It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's really 6.03 on a Friday night, and we are live, and we are local, and there's no one here. Can you believe this? I'm all alone. But no, only in the law firm am I all alone. I'm not all alone in the world of radio. Number one, I have all of you guys. And number two, I got the one, the only, the great Sam Bellino. Good evening, Arthur. How are we doing? Sam Bellino, it is, you know, I hesitate to say this because... People use the word historic. It's a historic day. I was on with Megan Kelly today. She used the word historic. I was on with um, Rosanna Scotto today. She used the word historic. So I, I, I think about it. But I was on with both of those women before I saw the actual indictment. And it is a historic day only because, look, bro, you know, Sambolino, you know I'm in the courthouse, which is walking distance from your office right. in Manhattan. I'm in the other courthouse, which is walking distance from your office over the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, so I, I know of what I speak. And um, the indictment against Donald Trump after reading it. And, and folks, I just I'm going to emphasize it again. Like, this is what I do. Like, in other words, people come in. And so I've already um, declined the invitation to represent Donald Trump in the past. Um, because I already represent Rudy Giuliani, and I thought maybe it was going to be a little bit of a conflict. But there's a co-defendant here called Waltine Nauta, N-A-U-T-A. And, I mean, that's exactly the type of person who I would represent. And, um, you know, if he was here sitting on the other side of my desk, the one thing I tell clients is, like, look, I'm not here to sell you a dream. I'm here to tell you what I think um, is... uh, what's going to happen or or based on my experience. And um, in this particular case, I would tell this young man that, or I'm assuming he's a young man, that he's in big trouble. And I would tell Donald Trump the same thing. Now, we could argue, you could argue, and you heard my uh, friend and colleague, John Katsipatidis, on his show um, talking about this is unfair and it's piling on and it's it's selective prosecution, and all of that might be true. And all of those arguments, folks, are not going to change anything. First of all, as my dad always says, we may have the best criminal justice system in the world, but it is far from perfect. And just to give you an idea of how justice is not metered out equally in the United States of America and right here in New York, I know you may hate his guts. You know, you may think he's the worst guy in the world. I don't, but you may think so, is Harvey Weinstein. At the Harvey Weinstein sentencing, where he was found not guilty of rape, he was found guilty of what's called oral sodomy, which obviously has to do with the mouth to the private parts. 
no penetration before he was sentenced. I told the judge who we were before, who is no longer a judge because the mayor's committee decided he didn't deserve to be a judge anymore. I told him, judge, one year ago, you sentenced a man who drugged a woman who worked for him, which is similar to the Weinstein circumstances. You drugged a woman. I'm sorry, the defendant drugged a woman and raped her. And she woke up in the middle of the drug-induced stupor to being raped. And you sentenced him to seven years in prison. And now you have someone who did not penetrate a woman, uh, used his mouth on her private parts. And so if we're going to meet her justice out equally, then you need to do less than seven years. And he sentenced Harvey Weinstein to 23 years. So it, it, it's not fair. You know when you were a kid and you'd like, you like you had your brother or your sister or your cousin or whatever and you know dad would treat one sibling different than the other or mom would treat one sibling different than the other. You'd be like, it's not fair. And what would your parents say? Sam Lee, what would your parents say when you say, it's not fair? Yeah, they would exactly say that. That's what I'm getting now from my daughter. And what do you say? Well, you know what? Life's not fair. Exactly. And that's that's what's going on here. So you look, we could mince this up, we could dice it up real small and talk about well, here's the difference between Biden, Hillary Clinton, Mike Pence, and Donald Trump. Um and by the way, we have two spectacular guests coming on the show today. We have Chuck Thies coming on to talk about the political aspect of this, and then we'll have my buddy Alan Dershowitz uh, at the bottom of the hour talking about the, the law here. And I'm, I'm looking forward because I think Alan and I may have a little bit of a different perspective on this. But this, unlike the Manhattan case, and look, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself from all the airwaves that you've heard all day long, and I'm not looking to put any medals on my back, but there's no one on the radio right now here in New York who does this stuff every day. Nobody, not one host that is doing what I, is handling these cases. I'm the only one who's doing this stuff. So I'm telling you from the, I mean, I was in court last week doing this stuff. Um, I, I was dealing with a case in federal court, guys in Florida. I mean, same jurisdiction, kind of crazy. So this, unlike the Manhattan case, is not a hard case to prove. It's not. It's 37 counts here. And it's all kind of self-inflicted wounds to a large degree. It's all about where the records are located and the refusal to turn them over. This is not a case where President Trump is in trouble for taking the records. He's in trouble for not returning the records. So, you know, it's not like in regular law, state law, you get in trouble once you steal the car, once you shoplift, once you pickpocket. That's the crime. The crime is not someone catches you and says, give me back my car. Give me back the, the toothpaste you stole from the store. Give me back my wallet you just took out of my pocket. And then you don't do it. That's not the crime. You can't get over the crime by returning the stolen car. But here, it's not that Trump's violation was, was when the helicopter took off, he took... Uh, the boxes with them, like I think the Clintons took some furniture they weren't supposed to take and things like that. But my understanding and my recollection, I should say, is 
The Clintons returned the furniture. What about Biden? What about Biden? He took he took things too that he wasn't entitled to take. Okay, maybe that's true. But as soon as that came to light, he gave it back. He gave them full access. Same thing with Pence. You read this, what is it, 99 pages? You read this, not 99, so 49. You read this, this indictment. Not only did the president, President Trump, not give everything back, but then he lied about that, that he did give everything back when he didn't, and then he told other people what to do, how to move boxes around, how to hide things. And look, I, I spoke to some pretty high-ranking people who I have a lot of respect for. Like, well, he's in Florida. He's in a great jurisdiction. He'll be all right. Yeah, okay. You know what? That may be true. But you know when he's going to be all right? Only after a trial. And the the people who I was speaking to, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for, the two of them haven't tried a case in decades. Decades. They tried many in their youth, but these are guys in their 70s now. Decades. No one who works here in this office. But, but former storied federal prosecutors. You know what it does to, let's say, Donald Trump is 77, 78? Forget about the politics. Forget about him running for president, all that. You know what it does to you to sit through a trial? And as a criminal defendant, you have to be there. It's not like the civil federal trial that the president just went through where, uh, you know, he didn't have to be there. He was never there for one day. Here, you have to be there every day and hear all the evidence. And this will be a long trial. This isn't going to be a week. It's going to be three, four weeks. And then that, 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 that we, judge, we have a note. The judge, and then the judge goes, or reads the note, he goes, there is a verdict. You have no clue. And I don't even have a clue, because I've never been the defendant, but I've been the defense attorney. What your heart goes through when you hear those words. There is a verdict. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. It's like it's beating out of your chest. So and until you hear, you know, you hear the, the words come out of the juror's mouth. And there's a four-person's mouth. And trust me. The times when they said guilty, when I was a defense attorney, they ring, they ring in my head every once in a while. I can, I can see the four person's face and hear those words. That's how I felt. I can only imagine how the defendant feels, who's now, instead they walked in one door, they're going to go out another door, which is a, 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 a jail door. And with the charges here, this judge, even though this judge who he, who he was selected may be in his favor, it may... You know, make some rulings in favor of the president. There's no way if the, if the prosecutors run the table and convict him of all of these charges that she cannot sentence him to some form of jail. Donald Trump is in big, big trouble. We're going to be back with Chuck Thies and Alan Dershowitz. Don't go away. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. 
everybody, it's Hezekiah Walker here. Don't miss your Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker, 7 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. We are playing the best in gospel worship to lift your praises to God. So join me this Sunday morning and get your worship on with Sunday morning celebration with yours truly, Hezekiah Walker. To find more celebration, just follow me on Facebook, the official Hezekiah Walker page, Bishop Hez on IG, and the Hezekiah Walker YouTube channel. All right, so let me tell you about my friends slash family at Bay Ridge Honda. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you turn in your vehicle and purchase a, your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Now, I know the Sabah family from Bay Ridge Honda since 1980, and that's where my father purchased my grandfather a brand-new Honda Accord in 1980. They have been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. And why? Why does everyone go to Bay Ridge Honda? Because of their quality, their customer service, and the overall beautiful family vibe that you feel when you walk into their gorgeous showroom. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. And right now you're going to get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda Honda models for the whole month of June. Plus you're going to get $1,000 when you turn in your vehicle and purchase your next car with them. And even if you don't buy your car with them, they'll buy your car from you. So visit the beautiful Fort Bay Ridge Honda on 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. 4th Avenue and 88th Street, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Or go online to BayRidgeHonda.com, BayRidgeHonda.com, and find your next car. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because we all know that planning for your future is important. And you need to know about wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, and estate plans. And now you can have a very easy comfortable way to learn about all of these things about the Connors and Sullivan free seminars that are being conducted in the month of June by Mike Connors himself. All right, here we go. Monday, June 19th at Buckley's Restaurant, Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Tuesday, June 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria, 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wednesday, June 21st at the Greenhouse Cafe, 3rd Avenue in Brooklyn, 
3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Thursday, June the 22nd at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue at Masspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Friday, June the 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if you can't make any of these free seminars, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. That's 718-238-6500. Remember, as Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Cure action, Friday night, 619, Arthur Idala on the Power Hour. How we doing, everybody? Well, I can tell you, somebody who's uh, not doing too well, and, you know, they can put on whatever front that they want, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm, you know, I'm gleeful in any way. I, I think this is a rough day for America. Donald Trump was our president. And I don't care what a political party you're, you're in. I mean, as an American, you don't want you don't want your leader, your your former leader, and the guy who's trying to be a future leader once again. This is not the end that you want him to meet, but uh, it's not pretty. And I'm talking about it from a very legal point of view. Uh, the special prosecutor uh, gave a, a a very brief state a very brief statement today. Basically saying, no one's above the law. These are important laws. This is an important. These are important charges, and um, they're going to ask for a speedy trial by the citizens of the District of Florida, the Southern District of Florida. And by the way, the Southern District of Florida is amongst the swiftest uh, districts in the country to um, to go from arraignment, which will happen on Tuesday, to trial. So speedy in that jurisdiction is uh, actually a true word when you say speedy trial. But to tap into a little bit of what's going on, the political aspect of this, we're going to go down to Washington, D.C., live and local here at 621 on a Friday on the Author Idola Power Hour. And we're going to talk to political analyst and overall great man, Charles Thies. Hello, Mr. Thies. Well, hello, Arthur. How are you? I'm just Jim Dandy. So tell me what the pulse is in the Beltway about what happened today. Well, uh, you know, yesterday when uh, the the word of the indictment was, I guess, leaked uh, through Trump and his attorneys, uh, and it was leaked to seven counts, uh, the, the whole city, or at least the political establishment in the city, was was just galvanized, uh, gawking almost like people do on the highway when there's a wreck on the shoulder. I mean, you know, the city was rubbernecking. Everyone wanted more information, details. They wanted to see the indictment. Uh, And then before even all the charges were known, which, of course, yesterday we thought there were seven. Now we find out that there's 37 counts. Um, But but then the political analysis begins. And um, to me, the most the most critical 
element of all of this in terms of the politics is how it will impact the Republican nomination. You, you, you saw the candidates today, uh, the ones who have entered the race, those who were thinking about entering the race, flirting with it. You saw them struggling to deal with the gravity of this situation. Um, and, and that's going to continue as more information or as the trial develops. Because if you think about it, one of the questions that each one of these candidates will ultimately be asked is this. If you're elected president and Donald Trump is convicted of all of these or some of these charges, will you pardon him? And that's a very difficult question. What does DeSantis say? Uh, he hasn't been asked that yet, but what I know, no, I'm asking you, Chuck, what's he saying? I, I think DeSantis says no, but it's, you don't want to give an affirmative no for political reasons, because come the general election, let's just say DeSantis is the nominee and he's running against Biden. Come the general election, you need the MAGA base. You need the Trump base to win. And the Trump base sticks with him through thick and thin. And, and, and so they'll be expecting a Republican president to, to pardon Trump. And Trump will be demanding a pardon and say, don't support this person if he, if he doesn't pardon me. So, uh, you know, unless someone proves, obviously in court, if you're guilty, you're guilty beyond reasonable doubt. But to prove to the Trump base that Trump is guilty, you, you almost need – you know, like a smoking gun in his hand because nothing sticks to the guy. And I well, don't think uh, a 30-count I mean, indictment sticks. I know you don't do the lawyering thing, but if you look at the actual indictment, speaking of smoking guns, I mean, they have pictures of the boxes with the documents, like, laying around Mar-a-Lago, like in the grand ballroom on the stage. That's kind oh, yeah, of a smoking no, gun. I've seen it. In the bathroom, too. I mean, you know, you got to have better bathroom reading than the plans to uh, attack or, or Iran, right? You need better bathroom reading. They'd get the Reader's Digest. Now, I know you it's can't cross. There you go. The Reader's Digest, like the Bohack. Um, I know that, um, you know, you, you're not in the guy's brain. Uh, but why? Like, why did he need all these documents? Like, why did he put his whole life at risk for these boxes? Uh, that's a very good question. And A, I don't think he contemplated that he was putting himself at risk because I'm the president of the United States. If you recall, Nixon once said famously, it can't be a crime if the president does it. It's not illegal if the president does it. I think Trump believed that A, these were his documents because he was president, and B, if it came around to having to return them, I'll return them. But I don't think he understood the consequences, and I don't think he's good at listening to his attorneys because, Arthur, I'm sure— uh, yeah, no, because I'm sure a, a good attorney would have advised him, like, you know, we should give all this stuff back. They want it. We have a subpoena here. And, Bro, if you and read so, the indictment, as you know, in the indictment, it's his attorney's notes— have a lot to do with this way. He was telling his, he's basically instructing his attorney to lie and, and right. submit fake things. I mean, that's look, he fired or, or replaced his main lawyer who was on yesterday. I forget his name, Timoney, John Timoney or something like that, who I don't trusty. know, but trusty, right. The guy was, a, he was a prosecutor for 28 years. You should, change, you should change your name to trusty. Everyone wants a lawyer named trusty. 
Right, that's true. He was he was a prosecutor for 28 years, a federal prosecutor, all the way up to the Department of Justice, knows the system inside and out, and he's gone now. And now I guess I think Todd Blanche, who's representing him uh, alongside Takapina and, and Necklace in the, the New York st- City State case, is going to be his lead lawyer there. I mean, it's a mess, and... You it's know, a Trump, huge Chuck, mess, but you know what Trump did today? He played golf with Andrew Giuliani at Bedminster. It's like he doesn't – he's not phased by this. I think I would be in a conference room all day with my lawyers, not not, not wasting a, a moment of preparing for this. He's facing 100 years. I don't think he'll do time, but you don't know. Chuck, and, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't – if he actually – now that I read the indictment – Mm-hmm. I don't know if a judge cannot sentence him to time, even if the judge was his uncle. I, I don't if, if he pleads or gets convicted. Um, it's just there's too much here. There's, I mean, one of the things when you when you do when you do a federal sentence, one of the things the judge has to take into consideration is general deterrence. Now you don't have to deter people from taking White House documents out, but but actually you do. You know, a colonel just did three years. Was sentenced to three years for, for, for having classified documents. But you need to put out a general deterrence that no one's above the law. And I don't think he's going to do uh, decades in prison. But I think this judge, if he either pleads with, with a guideline range that would be significant, um, which means his exposure, his jail exposure is significant and only the judge gets to decide what it is, or if he goes to trial, I, I don't see well, a judge not giving him any kind of jail time. So in the Southern District of Florida, what you hope is that you can select a jury where you'll Hung find jury. a MAGA person and, and, they, and they hang the jury. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's what you I mean, go that's got to be your strategy, right? Chuck, before I let you go, we got two minutes left. Does this have any effect on, on Congress and, and Senate and, and the balance of leadership? Or is there a bigger picture no, that does. I'm missing? It, 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 it does, because obviously the entire House of Representatives and one third of the United States Senate is up for re-election in 2024. And and, you know, for Democrats, it's really easy. They just point at Trump and say he was bad. He's a crook. We've always known it. He's a terrible human being. You should go to jail. OK, that's easy. But for Republicans, they're going to be asked really difficult questions. And like you said, this indictment is damning. There's photographs. His, it seems like his former attorney might testify against him or has cooperated or what have you. So there's going to be a lot of evidence. There's going to be a lot of narrative that makes him look really bad. And this time it's 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 not a sexual harassment. Um, it's not some pardon the pun. No, it's a real federal. Up. It's a real federal. Yeah, it's a real federal right. case. And and so so you're, it's going to put all the Republicans on a spot because they're going to have to choose between Trump and state. And and you should always choose state and let the courts work it out. And if he's guilty, he's guilty. And you'll live with it. You'll well, live, even if you don't like it politically, you'll live with it. But it's going to be really difficult, and and it's unprecedented, and so it's 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 really extraordinary. Six twenty nine, New York City. We got Chuck Thies calling in from the Beltway. Thank you, Chuck. July twenty eighth. See you then. Um, we're going to have Alan Dershowitz coming up right after the break. Don't go away. Live and local. Idola Power Hour.
970, the answer tonight at 7, fresh off the Talkers Tour as we uh, were out there together today. Christine Nicholas and myself will sit down and talk big stuff on Fun Friday. You don't want to miss it. She's got lots of tips for your weekend and a little bit of gossip to start the show. We'll see you at 7. Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions from California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Increase your investment knowledge in a unique way this year. Join us on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise along with The Money Show. Visit EagleFinancialCruise.com for details and to secure your cabin. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Let's talk about the family of Plaza College. Yep, I talked to I talked to Chuck yesterday. He was the man. Um, and they were so excited because they just celebrated their first graduating class from their school of nursing. And I asked Chuck, I go, can you do me a favor? I would like to get some of these nurses on the show. So we are working on it. You guys know that Plaza College is all about court reporters, and they they just have turned out so many great, great court reporting professionals. But now they have this school of nursing where they just turned out a, a class of fantastic nurses. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's Compass. Compass. How about a campus? And within the best hospital systems in New York City, Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. Have you been injured in a construction site accident? Have you fallen from a scaffold, ladder, or height while on the work site? If the answer is yes, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. In most cases, the law in New York favors you as the plaintiff if injured in a fall while working on someone else's property. It is important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammons at 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Yeah, well, you know what I'm fighting for? I'm fighting for my youth. And do you know what weapon I have on my side? Hemp Leaf. Yes, Hemp Leaf. Their shea butter based cream that I've been using all over my face, my neck, my head, are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief. Hence, Hemp Leaf. And I think they are the next big thing in skin and body care. They certainly have changed my life. In the morning, I use their products 
literally from head to toe. The whip body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, and hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. And their black liquid—I'm sorry, their liquid black soap. Yeah, black liquid soap's the same difference. It, I, I use that in the shower in the morning, every morning, and all of their products are manufactured in Long Island in their New York facility, and they are vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Before I forget, they also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. That's right, Icy Pot. This incredible muscle rub has helped many through the vigorous workouts that they endure. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream. It's a neuropathy cream. You know, I have to give this to my Aunt Connie. Called Helixir, H-E-E-L-I-X-I-R. And you just rub that on the heels before you go to sleep. And boy, you wake up, all the blood goes there and circulates and you wake up feeling great. How do you find out about all of this stuff? You go to their website, www.hempleaf.com. That's www.h-e-m-p-l-i-e-f.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain, my friend. I'll well, we have on the line someone who has definitely done it his way. And um, he's got to be exhausted because he's been he's been on the airwaves since early this morning. Professor Dershowitz, my first hit was 6.40 a.m. What, what time was yours, sir? Uh, seven, seven o'clock on Maria. Okay, uh, there but you I've go. Been on, I've been on ever since and uh, always looking forward to uh, being on your show, Arthur, because you're the smartest lawyer around yeah. and... Uh, and, oh. and the best. And only so, only uh, second to everyone else, Alan. Only second to everybody else. Uh, Alan, may I just inquire uh, casually what state you're in right now? Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, where okay. I have plenty of time because nobody speaks to me. Now I'm told there are threats against me because I'm supposed to be speaking at the library. Finally, they've allowed me to speak. Oh, when's that? People. When's that happening? Uh, the 20th on thir- uh, this Thursday, I think. Uh, next Thursday, yeah. No, um, next Tuesday. And- Oh, Tuesday, whenever it is, the 20th. And um, is that what it is? In any event, uh, um, I, I was told by a friend of mine from the Secret Service that I better get police protection because the people in the vineyard are so mad at me for having defended President Trump. Listen, I saw it with my own eyes, Alan. Okay, so I when I was about to tell you, the reason why I asked you what state you're in is, you know, I miss you. I haven't seen you since we had dinner at L&B with, uh, with Geraldo. And there's oh, a couple couple of things we have to go over. There's a couple of cases that we're now working on together. So uh, I don't know, maybe Imran and I got to jump on a plane. And uh, is there any bed, sure. any, bed, any bed space at the vineyard or uh, is it all tied up? We got, we, oh, no, we got room for you. We got uh, room for you. Just come up, uh, listen to me speak and protect me. You guys are big guys. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So, Alan, look, I, it's it's a sad day, at least for me. I mean, anytime any president, you know, is in this kind of peril former president, current current president, because it seems like I'm uh, President Biden may have his own issues now. It's just, 
It's not the way it's supposed to be under the 1950s world of truth, justice, and the American way. So give me, before you get into the legal part of things, Alan, just yeah. as a man who's approaching 85 years old, who's, you know, li- lived through the, you know, the 40s, well, maybe you don't remember the 40s that much, but the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, just from a global human perspective, tell me what this indictment, which is obviously a very serious document, what does it mean for you personally, and what does it mean for our country? Well, first of all, my memories begin in October of 1951 when that SOB, Bobby Thompson, came up to bat and hit one out of the stadium and beat the Dodgers after they were eight games ahead of them in August. I'll never forget that day. So (laughs) my memories may not go well beyond that, but, boy, they started then. Uh, This is You were about 13 uh, years old, something like that. I, I, I was just after Bar Mitzvah. And when God allowed Bobby Thompson to take our pennant away, I initially swore I'm not going back. Uh oh, did we lose Professor Dershowitz? Alan, you got to come off the deck and go back into the house where you're going to get more. <laughs> so I love Alan so much. Like I love he's just such a great guest. He's and he really has been on all over today. I did. Fox 5, then he did Fox 5. I did Megyn Kelly, then he did Megyn Kelly. I did Sid Rosenberg, then he did Sid Rosenberg. I did Piscopo, he did Piscopo. It's kind of hilarious. And let me tell you something. Following in Alan Dershowitz's footsteps is is really a, a tremendous, tremendous honor. And I do want to hear. I, I, you know, I know he's he's not happy about this indictment, and I don't mean happy. I, I, all right, Alan. Uh- I, you you yeah. can take it from being 13 years old after your bar mitzvah and swearing off baseball. Or no, you're swearing oh, off no. religion because of baseball. <laughs> I swore off baseball when I got into college, and then the Dodgers got into the World Series the year I got into college, so I went back to baseball. I'm not good at keeping my promises when it comes to swearing things like that. But in okay. any event, this is a very, very serious matter because the first time in history that a man running for president has been indicted by the opposing party who he's running against. And as I said, this has got to be the strongest case in the history of obstruction of justice and classified material cases. Now, there are two paragraphs that are strong. Uh, the rest are not. The two paragraphs that are strong are the ones that describe foolish thing that Donald Trump did. He allowed himself to be tape recorded uh, at a meeting with a writer, in which he showed him some papers and said, see, I could have declassified them, but I didn't. So they're still secret. And here I'm going to show them to you. It's going to be hard for him to defend himself against those charges. Uh, the rest, I think, he can defend himself. You know, the President's Records Act, there are other kind of technical and legal defenses. This one is going to be difficult. And I'm curious to what you would do if you were his defense attorney confronted with that tape. It's not a witness. You can't cross-examine him. The tape speaks for itself. It's Donald Trump's own voice saying, I could have declassified, but I didn't. And here it is to look at. Well, I mean, you know, you know, when I was in that position, uh, remember Abe Hirschfeld? Oh, of course. So his secretary recorded him basically confessing to a crime, uh, a crime of paying $75,000 to a hitman to kill his business partner, Stanley Stahl, so he could like take over the whole building. And all I did, Alan, was I literally broke the tape down to one word at a time and like dissected that individual word and try to mess things up enough. And it was nine to three, not guilty. And it was a hung jury. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I was done. I mean, that's the only because you as you said, you can't cross examine a, a tape, but you have to try to see if you could dissect the tape. And look, he may get 
uh, favorable jurors in that jurisdiction. But just yeah. talk to the listeners from a human perspective of what it's like for a human being to go through a trial like that, knowing the consequences if the trial goes the wrong way. Well, it's the most horrible thing you can imagine. Of course, Donald Trump's a very strong guy. He doesn't easily take uh, defeat. Uh, you know, I wrote a book called Get Trump, and they've gotten Trump. They've gotten him, finally indicted him. I don't think he ever took seriously the Bragg indictment because there was nothing to that. He was going to win that one way or the other. It may have taken it all the way up to the Supreme Court, but he was going to win that. This one is tougher. They could convict him, and they'd have to be a challenge to the constitutionality of the Espionage Act. It's uphill. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, and I think it was smart for uh, Jack Smith to put the case in Florida so nobody can complain about form shopping or anything like that. And it's before a judge who was appointed by Trump. So I think what Smith is saying is, see, I'm so confident. I'm perfectly happy to have, you know, uh, the trial in Palm Beach County, the trial in front of a judge who uh, Trump appointed. I'm still going to win this case. That's, I think, the message that he's been uh, essentially sending. And we'll see. Uh, you never know. As you say, there are enough jurors in Palm Beach County who could give him a hung jury conceivably. I don't know his legal team and how good they are. Oh, they keep, he keeps switching them, Alan. He fired the, yeah. the, the two guys. He tried, trustee who's a, prosec- a federal yeah. prosecutor for 28 years. He got rid of him yeah. today. He put in a young man who I, I only met once or twice, Todd Blanche, uh, to, yeah. now, now to be the lead guy. It's, you know, that's, that's a whole other story. But, uh, Alan, yeah. what does this say? Alan Dershowitz, what does this say? to america and what does it say to the world that we you know it, uh, we're willing to to indict the, the past president and the guy who's trying to be the president yeah and 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 selectively because you know there would have been enough based on the information uh that was used to indict him uh probably to indict other people who are democrats and they haven't been indicted and so the question is is there a fair uh, justice uh, they wouldn't have investigated uh, if, if it wasn't Trump. Uh, there they was selective investigation before we even get to selective prosecution. So it's a sad day. Um, I, I think that both sides are weaponizing the criminal justice system. Uh, and I think we're going to see tit for tat now. We're going to see every Republican congressional committee looking into every email, every phone call, every laptop that Hunter Biden ever sent in an effort to try to get Biden. I don't like getting Biden any more than I like getting Trump. I wish we would uh, disarm and stop weaponizing the criminal justice system. So in a couple of hours when the people in Israel and, and Italy and Spain and Germany and, and, uh, and Greece, like when they wake up and the, the headlines are, you know, Trump indicted and all the what message does this say, you know, and, and Brazil and South Africa? What message is this to the world about America, our justice system and our political system? Well, it's the end of American exceptionalism. It's the end of people looking up to America. It's America is a flawed country, a great country, a wonderful country, a country that rescued, you know, our families uh, over the years. Uh, we're all descendants of immigrants. It's great. But it's uh, it's it's the criminal justice system now uh, has been compromised. And I think we're worse off for it. And, uh, you know, it's 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 it all revolves around Trump. Trump gets elected and you know he changes everything. Then the people who attack Trump are willing to compromise the Constitution because they think Trump is so bad. So Trump is the central figure. But there's fault on both sides. 
Is there a view of what took place from an outsider's point of view that it shows uh, that there's integrity in the system and that no one really is no. above the law? No, I don't think so. I don't think we've seen any evidence of integrity. Maybe it'll come. Um, but I think right now what we see is a criminal justice system that both sides have weaponized and both sides have used to their political advantage. Each side thinks the other um, is trying to be above the law. And right now, the ultimate victims are, are the ordinary Americans who don't have the kind of trust in the justice system that they ought to have. Now, hey, you want, go ahead. You got to go. I got to go in a minute, but go ahead. Well, how do we differentiate the Biden documents in his garage and all of that stuff versus the Trump stuff in Mar-a-Lago? Well, yeah. it's very easy. What Jack Smith tried to do is very clever. He did not indict Trump under the negligence or gross negligence provisions of the espionage statute. That's what they were looking at Hillary Clinton under. He didn't do that. He went after him under the willfulness provision. So it makes it harder for him to convict. He has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt, not only that there was possession of the classified material, but that it was willfully and knowingly and unlawfully possessed. But if he gets a conviction, he can then distinguish it from the other cases because you can argue that the uh, other that, you know, when Comey said nobody's ever prosecuted people like Hillary Clinton, he was talking about negligence. Of course, if you look at what Hillary Clinton actually did, you know, there was a little bit of willfulness there. She did order the destruction of 30,000 emails. Now, she claims they were all personal emails, but we'll never know that because they were destroyed. So there are comparisons. There are differences. No two cases are ever the same. And uh, uh, Alan, before you go, tell people where they can hear your podcast. Well, you can have my podcast, The Dirt Show, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or you can get it all week. But Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday live on both Rumble and YouTube. And you can get my book, Get Trump, at Amazon.com because they're not selling it in local bookstores. Local bookstores don't want to sell a book that's perceived as favorable to Trump. So we're seeing a lot of self-censorship. So the only way to get my book is really to get it online where it was a bestseller. So people did buy it, but they couldn't get it in their local bookstores. There you have it. Alan Dershowitz, live from the Vineyard. Alan, I was talked to you before uh, your lecture. I will yeah. talk to you before going into the, uh, the the library there, but be careful. Maybe you want to wear a bulletproof vest or something. No, I just need you by my side. You can be both my legal and physical protection. Good. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Regards to your bride and your son. Be well. Alan Dershowitz here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour, AM 970 The Answer, 6.48 p.m. Our fair show flew by. We'll be right back, and we'll wrap up with me and Sembolino. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. With us for the very first time, a very special guest who is a New York City treasure, a legend in the Harlem community, Reverend Robert Royal. You speak of Jimmy Hoffa. We talk about the uh, father. You knew him, didn't you? The old man was quite a figure, particularly when it came to negotiation, contract negotiation. He didn't take no prisoners. You either were with him or you were against him. And Jimmy Hoffa was true to a fault. He never once deceived anybody. He told you right up front, I'm doing this for my people. And that's what Jimmy Hoffa was all about. A great man, a great man. And in spirit, he still lives in my mind, and I pray God that he lives in every teamster that walks this earth. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. All right. I was lucky enough to be on the radio early this morning with Joe Piscopo, 
And we talked about Rome. We talked about Sicily. And if you're on the fence, my parents are in Sicily right now. They are so happy. I spoke to them earlier this morning. They are so excited. You should go. Listen to me. You should go. October 18th, October 28th, Perillo Tours. Go to Perillo, P-E-R-I-L-L-O, tours.com. You're going to go to Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, and Palermo. That's the best of Roman Sicily for nine nights. You'll get that special dinner with Piscopo where he sings and tells jokes, and he's just so, so entertaining. You'll see all the highlights of Rome, all the highlights of Sicily. Perillo Tours, 1-800-431-1515. Perillo Tours, 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Today in 1978, the Rolling Stones released Some Girls, their first studio album recorded with Ronnie Wood as a full member. The album cover was designed by Peter Carsten and featured the Stones in garish drag alongside select female celebrities in lingerie ads. The cover immediately ran into trouble when Lucille Ball, Farrah Fawcett, Liza Minnelli, Raquel Welch, and the estate of Marilyn Monroe threatened legal action. So I forget, Sambolino, what did they do? They took, they just took them out. Yeah, it looked like kind cartoons. of like uh, you know, what you would normally put on uh, posts uh, back in the day. And they were dressed up. They had makeup on. Uh, really interesting cover. But I, I, to me, I guess back then it seemed controversial. It probably is, is no longer taboo. It's very today. benign now. And another legend, Les Paul, he was the legendary guitarist, songwriter, uh, and inventor. He... Um, he would have been 108 years old today. He died on August the 12th, 2009 at the age of 94. That's the age I'm going to live until because if I make it to 94, I will have uh, been at Ariana's 40th birthday. And that is my goal to be there. So that's what I'm, I'm heading towards. The great Michael J. Fox is 62 years old today. And I, there's some show or special or movie or something about Michael J. Fox that just came out or is coming out. That guy really caught a bad break with the Parkinson's. Johnny Depp, 60 years old. Natalie Portman, 42 years old. And Matt Sambolin is in the house. What's up, Sambolino? <laughs> What's going on? It's Friday night. You have good plans this weekend, hopefully. I know the air's a little bit cleaner, but I think we may get hit with another wave of this Canada wildfire. Is that accurate? Smoke. Is that what you uh, think's happening? I'm hearing, yeah. Well, Tomorrow, I'm dying to run some errands. Doesn't that sound crazy? <laughs> like, I am excited to go to the dry cleaner, the shoemaker. Um, I go get my juice drink. I get. I go to Samia's on 3rd Avenue. I get my tabbouleh. Uh, oh, and I got to play with my cars a little bit and move them around. And uh, who needs gas? And well, who needs to juice drink. It's, it's Friday. Do we have a libation today? No, Padre Lou's in Sicily. Oh, boy. With Padre Lou in Sicily, we have no libation. You can fax one over? It's uh, no, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Six fifty-three on a Friday. We had a heck of a week. Uh, we started off with Sibelia on Monday. That's right. I think he did a good job too. He did good, the kid. And I'm gonna join him on Wednesday morning on Piscopo. I'm gonna host the morning of the 14th. All uh, 
three hours? Is it three hours? Yeah, I think so. No, it was a four hours. It's a four hours. Four hours. Oof. Okay. So you'll do five hours of radio that day. Actually, you know what I'm supposed? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm supposed to do on um on Saturday? I'm supposed to go to Staten Island to see Frank from Staten Island. Oh, you got to go see a little Carmine. Yeah, gonna see Carmine and and Luca and I will be there, and then we got a little shindig on. On Friday night, uh, Saturday night, that Luke and I are going to go to. And then Sunday's supposed to be a beautiful day. And Ar- well, I hope you're wrong about the smoke thing. And Arthur is going to be with, little Arthur is going to be with um, our nephew, Gerard, two six-year-olds. So I'm thinking little Coney Island, little, L- you know, go on That's the rides, nice, yeah. little L&B, you know, just do the whole Brooklyn thing. Uh, because next weekend we'll go out to uh, Long Island because that's Father's Day. And um, I love Father's Day. We'll talk about Father's Day because it's, you know, Mother's Day, I feel like a little pressure to have everything nice for the mothers. But Father's Day is like barbecue. And now, because of the new national holiday, Juneteenth, the day after Father's Day is a holiday. All right. So another day off. Oh, yeah. So uh, on all seriousness, Father's Day has now more or less become a three-day weekend. I mean, next year, I don't know about the whole leap year thing, but next year it'll be hypothetically on a Tuesday. It'll be on a Tuesday and a Wednesday because this year it's on a Monday. So you steal Monday off, and now you got, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Maybe one year when it's on a Wednesday, it'll mess everything up. But then the following year, it's on a Thursday, Thursday off. Then you steal Friday, and you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm, you know. I I love Monday holidays because that Monday feels like a second Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um I am on my way out the door here. I'm the only one here, which is a little eerie, but not not that much. Not that eerie. I'm not, I'm cool. After a intense work week, but it was only a four day week, so I can't complain because I started off in in DC. Um, I am heading to El Carib, and tonight it's already deep into the heart of it. Is um, the Brooklyn Colombian Lawyers, the Italian American Lawyers Association, is their big swearing in of the new president, judges' night. Uh, I have we have a table, so there's nine humans from the Idala Petrina and Cameron's law firm there, except for me. But you know, I wanted to be live and local with you. It's Friday night, you're driving home or you're sitting home listening to the radio, um, you know, while you're cooking some up some food, or um, you're listening to this on Saturday. Uh, so oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm gonna run out, jump in the car, and oh, God knows. How long do you think it's going to take to get to El Carib on uh, Avenue, uh, Exit 11S in uh, Brooklyn, New York? It can't, cannot, be, cannot be quick. Well, the Belt Parkway is always, ha- always has traffic on it. Let's see. I just jumped on the, uh, the Google Maps, and it says, ah, 55 minutes, not the end of the world. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. It's, uh, it was a crazy day. I apologize if I'm a little tired. I was on TV or radio until late last night and then again early this morning. And I, in between doing the lawyer, the media stuff this morning, I had to be a lawyer in the afternoon and worked on some interesting cases, did some Friars Club stuff. But uh, I appreciate everyone listening and tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend. You deserve it. We'll be back here Monday, live and local on the Arthur Idala Power Hour on AM 970. The answer, have a great weekend, everyone.
The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.